fighting? Why are you making this so hard? Carl is dead because of you. Because you couldn't leave well enough alone. I mean, hell, maybe he would have died some other way. Any one of us can get our ticket punched at any second. But in this case, in this case, he is dead because of you. Because you weren't there to stop him from doing something stupid. You set this course, Rick. Who's next? You are. Hello and welcome to another fan quizzical podcast. Today we are continuing our coverage of The Walking Dead and tonight we'll be talking about Season 8, Episode 10, The Lost and the Plunderers. This evening I am joined by Len. Hi guys. And John. Hello. And I'm Emma, your host. Uh, so one of the questions that just came up is uh, why this episode is called The Lost and the Plunderers. So uh, before we start talking about our feelings about the episode, I'd like to explain that. Okay. Uh, does anyone remember the sign outside of Alexandria? Uh, Alexandria Safe Zone sign. Yep. Yeah, and underneath it, what does it say then? The Lost and the Plunderers. Does it say something like The Lost and the Plunderers? It says... Um, Something about uh, safe haven for the lost and vengeance to the plunderers. That is why it is called the lost and the plunderers. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I didn't know that. There you go. A little bit of of trivia for you all. Well, that's good. Um, So on that note, Len, what are your your overall feelings and thoughts about season eight, episode 10? Um, I thought this was a decent episode of... um... Decent episode of The Walking Dead. Um, I like the way that you stopped yourself from saying really good. Yeah, I did have to stop myself. <laughs> it was decent. Um, I have to say that, that, you know, we'll come on to it later, but, you know, the fucking trash people are fucking dead, everyone. They are dead. <laughs> Guys, no, I, we, we I fucking hate the trash people. I think this should be a national holiday. Like, mm. the show... Garbage. Gar- absolute garbage. Yeah, no. Um, I, come on, John. Come on, you've got to be with me on this. Yeah. I you mean, don't have to be, John. If you have your own feelings, don't listen to Len. He can't no, bully you. he's giving you. me the script to read. No, you don't read the script. You tell the me pictures. what you feel. I think um, what's actually happened is here is John has finally... The Walking Dead writers have somehow coaxed an emotional response to the trash people from John in their final episode. Account? John and um, only John. <laughs> Yeah, no, look, I mean, uh, well, let's let's not talk about that scene so early, but, uh, and there's, uh, you know, a specific scene that we need to talk about there, but mm. uh, in terms of the episode, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm kind of stunned, to be honest. I'm stunned. Yeah, well, as was I. I kind of watched it and, and I was me. like... And me. And was I. But I, Also like, me. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, I, I kind of watched it and was like, "I'm quite, I'm quite enjoying this. I want to see more," which has not been uh, true for a while. So, you know, fair play. Look, credit where credit is due. I don't have to hate every episode, and uh, I actually quite enjoyed this one. So I've got to say, actually, um, <clears throat> last week I talked about how it was a great episode because we focused no, just on 
one I enjoyed it. group of people. And in comparison to the first half of season eight, that was quite a relief and it was quite a you know, change of pace. Mm. However, this episode obviously focus on, focuses on uh, a series of people, different groups, but it actually focuses on the individuals. So it's a bit of a kind of step change from episode nine. Mm. Um, but I, I did, I enjoyed it. And it also made my job preparing for this podcast really easy because they split it into characters for me, which is what I normally do. Lazy. We can say how we can say that. Very lazy from you, Em. But also at the same point, can we just say how fucking stupid that title card situation is? So, uh, so I was wondering about this. I was thinking about it today <clears throat> and I was thinking about how... If they'd have done that throughout all of the series, is yeah, like Game of Thrones chapters in the books. Yeah, for which, but they don't do that in the TV show. But no. yeah, I mean, you know, like yeah. point of view chapters. If they'd have signposted point of views like that throughout the rest of the season, it probably wouldn't have been quite so incongruous. But when it flashed up at the beginning with Michonne, I was like, oh, he, yeah. do people not know who she is? Yeah, and then I realised that obviously it was <clears> it was <throat> sort of kind of chaptering the the episode, and I'd be interested to see if they continue it or if that's they just won't. them trying no. something no, they new. They they do this every single episode. It's like they can't just have like a cold open or a title sequence. They or they always have to do some sort of gimmick. <clears> it, <throat> I don't. They try and be pretentious wankers all the time, and that's last oh. week it worked with the Carl opening i actually thought that was very sweet and then we got the stupid morgan section which we didn't need but you know if you look back at some of their weird openings from like this season alone or the season before they had the weird face montage thing going between different people in battle and it was awful it was like a student production they had this weird scene with a cantaloupe being put into a truck, just one cantaloupe to open an episode where... There, there was a of, point to that. Yeah, a point that was absolutely... What a ridiculous point to make. Oh, I mean, Christ. a cantaloupe just being put in a truck, it was stupid. I mean, and this was another one. Just stick to the storytelling. Like, the storytelling in this episode was pretty decent. Um, <coughs> There's a lot of interesting things going on. Yeah. You know, we didn't need the title cards... They're not going to do it next week, which annoys me. Well, they might. You don't know. They won't do it. I mean, you're not in the future, Len. I I bet my bottom dollar they won't do it. No, I've got to agree with Len. I think uh, you can't... I mean, you you referenced Game of Thrones. Now, if randomly next season in episode two... Yeah. It just went... (laughs) Jon Snow. (laughs) Like, what is this now? Or, well, actually... Yeah, well, well, spoiler warning. Whoa! (laughs) Um, But, yeah, fucking Tyrion. Yeah. Like, oh. you're, what's going on here? What, why are they making a reference to the books now? Yeah. Season eight. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, The Walking Dead is at season eight as well. So someone pointed out that it, uh, potentially it was a reference to uh, Carl's letters. Carl. 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 No, we can't do that anymore. No, but we um, want to. R.I.P. But we know that there isn't because there's no way he's written a letter to... Uh, to Jadis of the crappy trash people. That'd be hilarious. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's no way. There is a possibility. And and hear me out. Hear me out here. No, I I, I agree. I, I don't think it's beyond the realms. There is a possibility because a he's... Narratively, like, but he's writing to the leaders. Maybe he's telling her she's a prick for going back on Rick and she should stand down like everyone else should so that they can have peace. Yeah, so actually, legit could happen. I don't but believe I it. You'd have to make a reference to that. And there's been no reference. I don't it. believe that that's the reason that they've done it, but... To kick us off, let's talk about Michonne. Uh, we pick back up with Michonne and Rick pretty much where we left them at the end of last episode at Carl's grave. Mm. Um, John, what what did you think about the the initial Michonne chapter of this episode? Right, I've got to be honest. 
Okay. Oh, straight up front, Crystal Palace Man United was on. <laughs> I was watching Walking Dead on my laptop. I forgot that I had to watch it for this podcast. <laughs> so I was watching it quite late. Crystal Palace United was on. It was a good game. Very good game. Uh, and I got a little bit more engrossed in that. By the time I turned back to The Walking Dead, there was like something on fire and... Gazebo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I was like, oh, why is this important? To be honest, the, probably the bits that you missed before The Burning Heart, not really that important. I mean, it's a ten- tender moment between, uh, it's just, you know, Rick Carl- Carl's grave. Carl's grave and mm. Michonne and, and a nice moment with them and sort of, it was quite well shot. Uh, nicely acted from Andrew Lincoln and uh, Denai Guerrero. Um, finally laying Carl to rest. Still, obviously, Carl, still in our memories, very, very, very sore still. Do um, they shot him, he shot himself in the head, though. Well, yeah, but then Rick sort of thinks, should I leave the gun with the grave? or And then he takes the gun. Yeah, uh, correct. So, yeah, it's a good decision because they're running out of ammunition and manpower. <clears throat> so mm. a silenced pistol, very useful, yes. especially in the hands of someone like Carol mm. or even Morgan. No, just a stick. Just a stick. I'll just take my stick stick. Um, so uh, what do you think about the burning hut thing? Because I, I really didn't like on. it. So it's Why about the it's about the fact that Carl used to uh, like hang out in the gazebo. On the gazebo. On the roof of the gazebo. I mean, Get off the roof of the gazebo, man. It's like the first pudding. episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, stop climbing up there. Oh, <laughs> so, oh man. <laughs> you're paraplegic. Spoiler warning. Um... I thought that was just... I thought that the first kind of five minutes of Michonne and Rick was... At, like you said, it was really tender. It was yeah. beautiful. It was really well shot. That, for me, just went a step slightly too far. Overkill. Where it, yeah, it was a bit overkill. It was quite cool, though. The, the only thing about that with the extinguisher and the gazebo was it, it, it did have this quite cool imagery of them trying to put out this gazebo. There's loads of smoke everywhere and these zombies, just uh, walkers, just being attracted to it. And then, like, just coming through the smoke, and then you see Michonne just being an absolute badass, just slicing their heads yeah. in half. I was like, pretty cool. I mean, yeah, visually, yeah. there's yeah. some good zombie stuff in this episode, some really good zombie stuff in this episode. Mm. Um, and that was quite, quite. I, I quite liked the visual. Aspect One of the of things it. that you said about this episode is that the storyline is actually quite good. That for yeah. me could have been cut without even thinking about it. Yeah. But and least... I really like this episode, but you yeah. could have definitely Let's just cut, cut that. that. Cut the gazebo. The gazebo. The gazebo. Could... Thought about it. Cut it. Yeah. Because Ebo could go, but the visual, quite cool. So as they exit Alexandria, for the last time, I think we're probably all agreed. Well, um, no, I, I completely disagree with that. Well, yeah. I am agreed. They zoom in on the sign outside Alexandria, which I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, which says, Welcome to the Alexandria safe zone. Mercy for the lost. Vengeance for the plunderers. So clearly they're making a distinction in this episode between the lost and the plunderers. Yeah, nice. Didn't notice uh, that. Good. Yeah, it's quite clever of me, that wasn't it? Yeah, I actually noticed it before I researched the episode too. So wow. I don't believe that. I don't. No, believe I do. We did, and I actually quite like the fact that they've made homage or given homage to uh, the title of the episode right at the beginning. So we're not all going, "What the hell is this all about?" Mm. Well, um, I mean, we didn't notice. <clears> so yeah. And then as they're driving away, and neither did you before you started doing research. <laughs> no, I genuinely did. Oh. And as they're driving out after we see the sign, uh, Michonne's sitting there with the letters in her hand from Carl, um, and there's a bit of a revelation. In a way, not really. I wasn't surprised. Um, John, what do you think about the whole letters thing? Does it make it a more interesting episode to to them think, oh, well, I wonder how Rick's going to react to the idea that Carl would reach out 
mm. to Negan because it's not going to be a letter that's like, oh, fuck you, mate, like because that doesn't serve a purpose. Um, but I guess to to have that reveal so early on, you know that, or you at least hope it's going to be resolved in this episode. Yeah. And if mm. it is, then it's going to be at the end of the episode and... It played exactly how you would expect it to. Yeah. I, like, I like Vic's reaction to it because, but as expected, though, I guess as expected because obviously he's just had a tender moment with his son. Mm. The last thing he wants to really be thinking about is the fact that his son wrote a letter to Negan, or even gave Negan the time of day to even bother considering him to be one of the people that he's written a letter to. I mean, you know, if I'm someone like <clears throat> in the group, say like Rosita, I'm not getting a letter. But Negan's getting a letter. I'm yeah. fuming. But also, <laughs> you know? I think after the conversation that Carl had with Rick in the last episode, talking about how, you know, lay your weapons down, bring peace, there's got to be an after, and blah, blah, blah. Um, I actually think that it, he shouldn't be surprised or irritated or upset by it because he's no. doing exactly what Carl's heart told no, him and to I, do. And I, and I hope Rick saw the lovely, cloudy vision of uh, Carl's future <laughs> that we all got treated to. Well, hello there, darling. Oh, my Probably God. Not. I fucking hope he didn't because Rick would have just killed himself there and then. <laughs> He'd taken the pistol, done the same thing. But that's kind of where we where we leave the Michonne chapter and then we do move on to Negan. Ah, oh, Negan. God, I've missed you. Yeah. Um, and actually, he has not had enough screen time. Yeah, uh, weird. This season at all. But in the whole of season eight, you mean, yeah. Yeah, in the whole of season eight. Yeah, he, he wasn't prevalent for like enough. the first... Well, he was in the first episode of season eight and then like had three episodes mm. where we just didn't see him. It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 him and Andrew Lincoln and, and Norman Reedus, his stars, get him in play. Yeah. We come into the, the set of scenes that we saw part of in, the, in last week's preview trailer for this episode yep. um, with Maggie's delivery. But prior to that, we have a really interesting conversation with Negan and Simon. Yeah. God, I love Simon. He's good. He's yeah, great. He's, good. he's bloody brilliant. Um, but but I, obviously what they're doing here is they're creating some moral tension slash uh, battle for control yeah. and power. A coup is a coming. A coup is a coming, yeah. is it not? Um, John, tell us about uh, where you think this is going to go. Can he say something at some point? No, because you said something. I thought you wanted to talk. Oh, sorry. Well, Len, no. tell me what you think. No, well, no, now I feel, I feel like I'm not Shall being... I tell you? I feel like I don't, you don't want me to speak. I feel like you want to <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but genuinely, like, I mean, the relationship between them has always been, you know, tighter than tight. And um, well, hold on, is it? Simon and Negan have had a, it's alluded to, they've had a massive falling out because when Negan took power from the dialogue that we, we get in the show, when Negan took power of the saviors, we get the impression that they were a bunch of ragtag, like rapists, criminals, and he gave them this structure that put them in line. And Simon is believed to be one of the sort of worst characters that they had in the savior complex which is why negan keeps your enemies close you know he, he gave him a lieutenant's position and all this sort of stuff we get that from the dialogue or... i think what i was trying <clears throat> to say was that they're tight in the way that simon has always respected negan and negan has always been relatively open with simon yeah. and this marked a distinct <clears throat> shift in their relationship which is a, a loosening of their bonds some might yeah. say but we even get from this dialogue we get the sense that this exchange that Negan lays down the law once again you know you kill just one one only <laughs> I know basically saying I know what you're like Simon yeah. I know that you know you're, <laughs> you're gonna fuck this up I love um, how Len's looking at John I know what you like I know what you like it was the setup not too obvious uh, you know when he's talking about come on you know what we normally do yeah only kill one yeah only one one <laughs> 
It's like talking to a toddler. Yeah. No worries. No, what you... Come on now. Not all of them. Yeah, he's done. I mean... You can see it coming. I mean, it's fine because I I like the way that it it sort of bleeds into this thing, which we'll come on to later in the episode, I'm sure, which is the fact that Negan strongly believes in his morality, that Mm. he is a good person and what he's doing is for the good of humanity Mm. and that killing like the odd one person is for the greater good, uh, you know, sort of mentality. So I I really like that. It's sort of this this whole episode, and we'll come on to it later, humanises Negan and makes you understand that and we've had some scenes where that's happened before with Father Gabriel in the trailer, all that sort of stuff. But Where is Gaby? He's next episode once again. He is in next episode. Um, but, like, you get the sense that... He's ne- dead. Yeah. What? No, he's not. <laughs> Negan isn't this one-dimensional character. You know, they're trying to make sure that, you know, that he believes staunchly that what he's doing is right. He's not a maniac. He's not a governor character. There's a bit more methodical work at play here. But actually, you know, we've said this before, Negan and Rick are... <clears throat> incredibly similar yin and yang and, well I mean but, in a way you know, but closer than you think we could have been watching Negan instead of Rick Grimes for the last seven seasons yeah we could have we could have been they're teetering on the brink of each other There's Simon's another... my hero man yeah GTA no not because of GTA Jesus I'm not 14 years old I can Aww. think beyond just a fucking video game can you it is a good game <laughs> it is a good game though yeah <laughs> yay shooty uh, shooty, no, shooty, Simon's my hero down. because, uh, I mean, first he wiped out the bin people, which was, yes. you know, good on him. Yeah, I mean, um, I was loving that scene. Also in that scene, he was like, look, can we not, I mean, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said to Negan, this season's been a bit shit. Let's just, let's pack it all up. Yeah. Let's go to another town yeah. and let them crack on with season nine, man. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea, John. Yeah. I was like, Yes. Finally, like, and Negan was like, no, we're going to string this out until the end. Oh, no, I agree. And that, that's the thing that I love the most about Simon is that he... Is... He's rewriting the script, man. He's like, look, let's just all move on. Let them do season nine with, like, you know, the future and all that shit. Uh, and also, the bin people are a joke. Even I'm looking at this script and thinking, what's the point of these? Yeah. I'm just going to kill all of them. Uh, so next, our favourite chapter of the uh, whole episode, it's Enid. <laughs> Here goes John. I can't wait to see him tear a hole in this I've one. I've got to admit, no, I really enjoyed this episode, this part of the episode, however, was shit. I have to confess something. I hate Enid. I forgot they were there. And when that scene happened, I was just like, fucking hell. Forgot about that. What Enid and I've forgotten his name. Aaron. Thank you. Enid and Aaron. I mean, I like. I really like Aaron as a character. Aaron, cool guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. But not and with it, Enid. In the comics, he's also a great character, and there's hopefully some good stuff uh, storylines coming with Aaron in the in the uh, in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> is it what I think it is? No, there's some very exciting <sighs> stuff happening. Well, it's, it's nothing to do with Daryl because Daryl's oh. not in the comics, Em. Um, but let's just say Aaron and another character who we all like. Um, you know, they get together. But the Enid stuff was just a bit like, oh, fuck, we're back at Oceanside. <clears throat> I personally hate Oceanside. Um, it's up there with the trash people for me. Um, just not in terms of the character development or anything there, just in terms of... His, that, I, I can never forgive that episode with Tara and Heath where Heath disappeared and we never see him again. Mm. Weird that. Um, I can. Ne- well, he went to 24, actually. That's where he disappeared to a better show, believe it or not. It was horrible. It's one of the worst episodes I've ever seen. Of any- I don't mind it. That is mental because, you know, honestly, John, that's a 0% on the tomato scale. It's that <laughs> oh, bad. It how many blue bad. I don't mind it. it. I don't mind it. But Oceanside, personally, 
they're obviously coming back into the fight at some point. Cindy is a character who's got potential and I think could join the group and all that sort of stuff. So there's interesting things there. So there were two things that annoy me about this part of the episode. Uh, one of them is that I think the whole Oceanside gang, clan, ladies, yeah. um, had so much potential to be better. Yeah. And they kind of haven't been written well enough because they spent too much time writing the bin people in. Yeah. Um. But also, Enid just drives me batty. Like she is so annoying. She is a bit annoying, but you've Isn't got to remember she? she's a she's a she's a teenager well, in the up, zombie it's the apocalypse. 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 <laughs> it's a fucking apocalypse. It's apocalypse. I mean, you got grew up. You got to forgive these younger characters. <laughs> no, I won't. Um, oh, fair enough. Well, fair enough then. You can't. Um, and actually, even worse than that, Aaron, what are you doing, mate? He's trying to make a difference, and he talks a lot of sense. So he's trying to recruit people, you know. Yeah, but I mean, running off in the middle of the night, you know, leaving everybody. Yeah, I, and, I do and think that's going stupid. off just with Enid is ridiculous. Well, I think there's a lot. Obviously, they've been written into these situations. No, I think it's entirely the characters' yeah, own autonomy, characters, yeah. uh, quite frankly. So, <laughs> and I'm annoyed. Well, much like Simon. Okay, so it's a final question on this scene because oh, I don't no, want to talk I mean, about it anymore. No, I mean, there's something I want to talk about. Go on then. Right. So, Ooh. I. Uh... <laughs> we're all taking a sip of our drink at this point. Now again, just for I, it. I mean, bear with me. When, when, again, when the the scene started, I think Matic had just rifled one in the top <laughs> corner. So, I was going mental. So I was sort of seeing that a little bit. I thought, Jesus, what a goal! Gutted for Crystal Palace. <laughs> so I then come back, and. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, because they've been caught. I forgot these two. Uh, and it's like, well, it's your decision. What's her name? Enid. Cindy. 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 Oh, Cindy, yeah. Well, look, Cindy, it's your decision. Uh, this is all yours now. Um, should we kill them? Uh, or just sit down there for a bit? <laughs> Literally about 30 just seconds. Just sit down there for a bit. Uh, right, we're going to take you to the beach now. Or don't kill us. Uh, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Um, and then Enid's like, nah, don't be killing us. Because if you kill us, someone will come for us and kill you. All right, then. You're free to go. <laughs> Absolutely mental, yeah. Speechless. Yeah. So what, what do you mean? She just killed your grandmother. Yeah. yeah. She, no emotion. No emotion. Your grandmother's dead. Your grandmother who built this community, who saved don't you from Don't let them Negan. go. No, I'm going to let them go then. Okay. Yeah, but she did, what is this? She did very sternly say, now don't come back. If you come back, then I'll oh let my you go god. again. Oh my god! And then what's the thing that Aaron does? He goes, "No, you go on. I'm going back." Yeah. Oh, oh what my. is this? Why is he going back? <laughs> Ridiculous. So my question was going to be, how do you think it's going to play out for Aaron going back? I think he's probably going to be involved in some of the worst written scenes known. I don't to think TV we'll see history. any of them. He'll just appear either on his own or with the whole of Oceanside at it some point. It might be a bit like the end of the, the Two Towers. Spoiler warning! Yeah, if you haven't seen Two Towers. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen Two Towers, you're Get thinking, man. But Aaron will be on a horse. Um, Sunlight over the Rick hill. will, you know, turn to the... Sky. Hills. Yeah, uh, what is it? Look East on the fifth day. Look East on the fifth day, yeah. Um, and it'll just be Aaron on a horse. And Rick will turn uh, and it'll be like... Uh, we're saved. I don't know what's happening at this point. For Alexandria! And he'll be like, oh, Rick stands alone. And then Cindy will pop up with the rest of the, the women. If you think about the way the season's shaping up, it does seem to be that it <clears throat> will be this sort of, to keep riffing on Lord of the Rings here, it does seem like it'll be this assault on Helm's Deep or the hilltop, you know, 
it'll be the army of Negan, you know, converging on the hilltop. And then, you know, you'll have our group of survivors surrounded. And yes, John, you're right. The Oceansiders might yeah. come and save the day. The ghost pirates. Well, that's just uh, Tolkien written himself into a hole there and he did something, didn't he? <laughs> ghost pirates. <laughs> Spoiler warning for Return of the King. <laughs> so now it's time to spend at least 15 minutes talking about Simon. I love this part of the episode. So he turns up at the fucking bin people's lair, <clears throat> walks in. Well, it's a dump. Officially yeah, dump. well, well at, I would call at, it a dump. The, at the yeah. dump of rubbish. The rubbish dump. Uh, <laughs> the dump of rubbish. And he's like, oh, no, just say sorry. Say sorry. Who remorse? Yeah, say sorry. And James is just going, oh, I won't do it. And then he fucking just shoots two people. And then she's like, no, I'm really sorry. And then hell lets loose. Like, yeah. for a start, and I'm going to go right back. What the hell was, is all this fucking art all about? Well... Put your paint away. We get a, we get a, we get a little... <laughs> blurb from Jadis later but I don't want to jump ahead yeah uh, but we, we, she gets her own chapter she, yeah she does she gives us a bit of context about why you're both so fucking stupid too late though mm. but um, um, I you know Simon turning up at this location foreshadowed by the previous conversation he had with Negan <laughs> um, you know Simon's unhinged he's not liking the way that all that war's going you know they've lost. Who is? I mean I mean well no, no one I mean I the, the saviors seem to have no, though don't the saviors seem to have about seven million people because honestly, Rick must have killed about I don't know enough. fifty on his own. You know what I mean? Like they're just shooting them for fun, too but yeah, they've still got too many. But they turn up at the dump, and um, it is a dump, Emma. And um, <laughs> basically, talk about my fucking house like that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you could have Get tried. Um, but no, it was it was good. It was a really good scene, and you know, I can only celebrate because fucking yes, they're gone. Well, they are gone. But they're not all gone. Oh, are they? well, they go properly later, and they go in the sweetest way. Right. Cool. I mean, are we going to talk about Simon asking her about the yep. helipad? Oh, that was shit. my next question. So, helipad, yeah. solar, solar panels. Power. This was all, panels. you know, a dump when he turned up here, and now it's all in piles as solar panels. Yeah. What's going on there? I have no idea. So, so we, we obviously, I mean, I, I've got no comic basis of this either. So I'm like you guys, just fumbling around in the the dump trying to find <laughs> and make some sense of these sorts of things can we have a hashtag now? fumbling around the dump <laughs> fumbling around the, but yeah so we saw that helicopter the, we saw that helicopter right in last season la, yeah, last yeah, yeah, yeah. yes we did in the, in we saw the, the helicopter. season finale didn't we so what is you know there's no way these trash people are like it's gonna, yeah, serving I mean, anyone are they or something weird ooh, like they that might, they might be yeah but anyway, who? very interesting. Very it's interesting. Probably Shane and, come back from the dead. And, and we know the way that Walking Dead is written; that everything is shoehorned in. So they've obviously just shoehorned this in. Mm. Um, so I, I like to hope that there is a plan. No, there is a plan, it. but they're shoehorning this dialogue in. Obviously, oh, yeah. So I mean, it's a reason it's there. It I mean, I mean, it's dialogue. on the nose dialogue. It's like oh, yeah. helipad. Talking, I I really like talking about dialogue. I really like <laughs> Simon's dialogue. Yeah. I think he's great. Yeah, he's well he, written. He's actually. a bit like for me. He's a bit like Ezekiel in that ridiculously over the top way. Caricature, but, but not like too caricaturish. Yeah, he's he's more of a governor type character in terms of a comic yeah. book, comic book governor at least uh, in terms of his like the way I see him with the moustache and the way he's like his, great his, his, his dialogue is a bit larger than life and it is like you know 
you know, mm. you're a bit tongue in cheek character yeah. with, over the top. Um, but you're right. Yeah. So he, he's actually written really well. And you could see that if he was the leader of the saviors, then um, he would be more of a governor type character and would be having the governor war all over again. You know. So when he goes back to um, the saviour encampment that is now sort of a bit of a shithole, um, how's he got everyone to lie about the fact he's massacred? Yeah, that, people? that is interesting. So that, that feeds into the coup situation, right? I don't know. Uh, like, are they going to try and pull a? Uh, he overthrows Negan, and Negan runs off, and Negan joins. Oh, if that happens, I'm going to oh, go mental. Off, no. it, honestly, John, if that happens, I'm not watching the show anymore. <laughs> Obviously, the blue paint is very important. Well, this is so. So the blue paint was uh, in the tra- in the in the in the rubbish dump. There was footprints in it. Uh, Simon stepped in it. He covered his his leg was covered in the blue paint. So did Rickham showing. Um, so did Rickham showing. They noticed it and they noticed all of them were dead. Oh. So maybe they'll see Simon at some point And Rick's got the radio. Maybe he'll communicate to Negan that hey, or one of your guys killed because he doesn't know at this point what happened to the yeah. trash people. He just they something they might got bit one got bit and turned and you know chaos. Theory theory, uh, Negan has seen Simon's blue boot and then Negan sees Rick with blue on his shoes and thinks they're colluding together then kill Simon. I mean, that's more far-fetched than my theory. Is it? I mean, I like it, but I mean... Oh, no, I think it's less far-fetched. I, I think um, I think that Simon's going to get caught because of the blue paint. Apologies for interrupting your enjoyment of our podcast covering The Walking Dead, but I'd like to say, if you are having a good time listening to us talk about this, uh, please subscribe to our podcast either on our website, fancritical.com, through iTunes podcast app or any other podcast app on the internet. We cover loads of really interesting stuff, movies, TV. I was about to say film then. That's not a thing, is it? TV and film. TV and film. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and we'd love for you to uh, to follow us and subscribe to all of our content. Yeah. And back to the podcast. And now on to real garbage. Um, I have to say that she <laughs> pla- she's played this real well. I've got to give her credit for that. So um, Jadis is stuck in the dump. Well, the place with all the rubbish. She's down in the dumps. Down the dumps, yeah. Down the dumps. Yeah. Down yeah, the dumps in the dump. Yeah, uh, surrounded by her people, walkified. Zombified. Walkerfied. And then Rick and Michonne turn up and fall up under this like trap thing, walking all the paint and then get like, what that. the fuck is Slowest going on trap here? Ever. Kevin yeah. McAllister's had a good time. <laughs> and I want to know <laughs> Doors all who set that trap. Kevin McAllister, I just told yeah, you. Yeah. But what's he doing in The Walking Dead? He, he's a little tyke. He gets around everywhere, causes chaos. It just confused me. And to be honest with you, Rick and Michonne turning up here and having to deal with a herd of these trash people and just absolutely obliterate some of them is quite fun. Um, I really like the way they did it, like with the car door, with the handles. Yeah, that was all that good. That was really cool. That was all very good. And it was quite a good kind of zombie smushy scene. Oh, this is this is a good this is a good this is what I want to see more of in The Walking Dead. Yes. This B movie Romero zombie stuff. Mm. You know, brilliant. Mm. We'll come on to the excellent one later, which yeah, I absolutely yeah. love. But um, seeing Jadis actually talk regular English, mm. I What's was the weirdest thing. It's the best she's ever acted. Um, oh, yeah. in the show because mm-hmm. she was actually given some dialogue that made <clears throat> sort of bit of sense and although I was rejoicing at the fact of the death of the trash people mm-hmm. the scene with Jadis uh, explaining why they created this sort of weird community even though it's you know better late than never um, was interesting <clears throat> um, that she was just like this artist who went to the rubbish dump to like paint and then 
they they literally just created this weird pseudo world thing from the yeah. rubbish. Um, also thinking about that now, having just talked about the solar panels and the helipad and yes. stuff. So she talks about it just being, you know, miles and miles of trash. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't mountains like this before. So they've yeah. built that up. They have, yeah. They obviously built in a helipad and solar panels for some reason. Rick and Michonne fighting their way out with a car door and an oven door through a horde of trash zombies. Yeah. Sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Um, gets the door and, and Jadis is desperately trying to come after them to, to escape with them. And Rick's mm. like, no, I'm not having this. And shoots over her head, similar to uh, what he did with Sadiq. Mm. And not heeding Carl's words, which is quite interesting, really, when you think about, you know, your son on his deathbed has asked you to consider a new way of life and you are still vengeful, you know, in your Mm. soul. And to be fair, though, Jadis has essentially almost killed the whole of Alexandria by by turning on Rick at that crucial moment at the end of season um, seven. Mm. Um, So... He's got a point. If it wasn't for the miraculous arrival of the hilltop and the kingdom and Shiva in that moment, R.I.P. Shiva, oh, um, Shiva, then all of the loved ones that he knows would probably be dead. Mm. So well, there's a bit, you know, there's, there's accepting people. And well, what does she have to offer now, anyway? Yeah, Just what does person. she have to offer? Yeah, but it's why more isn't imp- she wearing any clothes? Like she's in a nighty. But it's it's good that it's good that we're getting this interesting situation with Rick brewing and we'll come to it again at the end of the episode i'm really disappointed with rick if i'm honest i'm well, not angry i'm disappointed as i said rick is an anti-hero he makes a lot of mistakes well. and it takes him the right amount of time to become the ultimate leader and that is what he's becoming <laughs> it's so, taking him eight seasons well unfortunately yeah there, it does yeah. take about five years in a zombie apocalypse to do nah, something too long. do mm. something you know but it's interesting that he's not fulfilling carl's wishes at this point and, and that's i mean all joking aside that's the thing that really disappoints me is that i really thought even in it i thought especially in his grief that he would adhere to carl's wishes to yeah but peace would it be more disappointing if just because his son's dead it does a full 180 yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense um john what did you think about the fire shot above the head deserting jadis um, I understand it. Um, I think it's going to come back to to haunt him. I think the show have have made a, a fairly decent, um, not necessarily foreshadowing, but the reference to the helicopter would suggest that even though she's trapped in there, they've just showed her kill loads of people, and I guess we'll, we'll get onto that. So there's no more zombies there. She's not under threat. She's definitely going to get in this random helicopter and fly off somewhere and i'm sure in season 11 yeah um she'll be fucking princess of i don't know plastic world or some shit <laughs> plastic and, world. Um, and rick would be like oh can i come in and she's like no, fuck you mate because remember when you tried to you left me to be dead and then he'll say well remember you shot me in the side and almost killed all my loved ones yeah, and then they'll go not, fair play she go Truce. remember that i don't <laughs> no that actually makes sense not this sense. again can we talk about the giant zombie grinder now, please? Yeah, now we can talk about giant zombie grinder. This is my favourite bit of the whole episode. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, I didn't see awesome. it coming. Awesome. I didn't, see I it didn't either. And it, and it just, when she was sitting there banging, I was thinking, is she just trying to die? Yeah, or? I thought that, yeah. And then when it panned out and they're all coming up and she starts this fucking grinder off, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, it's um, gross. It's 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 perfect zombie that's what gore. I love it for. It's, it's ultra horror gore fest mm. and I love yeah. it. Um, John, what did you? How did you react to Zombie Grinder Gate? I mean, I, I love Zombie Grinder is a new app. It's for gay zombies. Yeah, gay zombies. Yeah, zombies. 
I, I really felt for for Jadis. I've got to say that. I mean, that is because uh, if that had happened, <laughs> if that had happened in the first half of the season, I'd be like, yeah, come on, throw yourself in. <laughs> um, but I really felt for her. Yeah, well, it's that, that, like... that is uh, that's her little dream, her little society. You get a, a kind of you kind of see where she's coming from in that they try to build their own thing and I guess there there's certain similarities that they're trying to to show with Rick in that he'll go as far as he needs to to protect his lot mm. and she did exactly the same thing and yeah, um, yeah. you know she made some seriously wrong calls. Um, now she's paying for it. Um, it's the first time I ever felt any real sympathy for Jadis and um, and I, I did really feel for her. It was brutal and she was actually pretty kick-ass in her <clears throat> patheticness there. It's the ultimate zombie. She's got the most zombie kills now, probably of the season, mm. probably maybe of the last couple of seasons, maybe of all time. How many do you reckon there? 50, 60 in one go? Yeah, pretty epic. well, more than that, I'd say. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... And well, there was loads just, of bin people. Just, just, well, the mush that was coming out of that machine looked... Oh, that was rank. That was, that's what I love. I love that stuff. Joe, I couldn't work out what it reminded me of. It's kind of like, you know when... Oh yeah, it's pate. It's, yeah. it's kind of pate, it's isn't Brussels. it? It's mince. called Brussels pate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, but fair play to the special effects team. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, if there are any listeners that are going to Walker Stalker, Stalker Con, you're going to be there, aren't you? I am indeed. Saturday and Sunday, VIP with my best mate, her other half, and a baby. Well, don't rub it so... into people who aren't VIP. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, on a serious note, uh, I will be at Walker Stalker Con over in Olympia this weekend, the 9th and 10th, no, 10th and 11th of March. So any listeners here can come up, say hello. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll answer any questions that you've gonna, got. Buy me beer, I love that. She's um, going to be dressed up as Jadis in her nighty, walking around. That's uh, not true. What cosplay character are you going I'm as? Not, I'm not this year Jesus. because of the baby. What did you do last year? What do you mean? Zombaby, it's the because, dream. No, because Shell won't let me zombaby her. Judy. You don't have to get the baby involved in being a oh, zombie. I wanted to. It right. just ruined all my ideas. Right, okay. Well, anyway, anyway Emma's going to be there, isn't you? Feel free to look out for that tiny little 8-bit girl with the glasses. Um, say hello. And let's have a chat. So, finally, we come to the end of episode 10. Ugh. And the final chapter, it's Rick Grimes. So, we go through a couple of things with Rick. It's a pretty short chapter, really. Yeah. Ending, you know, bookending the, best, the episode. Best part of the episode, though. Do you think? Yeah, definitely the best part of the why, episode. Why, then? Tell me why. Well, I shouted it out last week that my most anticipated thing... You did, yeah. Was, to, ...was to find out when Negan found out about Carl's death. Um, <clears throat> and... Because I, I knew he'd be affected by it. Like, if it ever happened in the comic, I'm sure Negan would be affected by it. Um, so, to see this interesting situation happen... Because Negan has his the same interactions with Carl in, in, in the comic that, you know, Carl goes to his compound, shoots those of people. And then Negan takes him under his wing, takes him around the compound and mm. gives him back to Rick. And, you know, they both have this interesting dialogue with each other mm. and they have a connection. Um, they have even more of a connection in the comics. And I was just so interested to see what Negan would say about this. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you know, was, was saying earlier that he was selling this humanity angle going on it, this is a whole different side to Negan that we haven't seen mm. um, and I loved it I absolutely loved it great thought, great to hear them just talking to each other to hear Rick and Negan you don't really we haven't had that for it's a, just a conversation a isn't it just an actual frank conversation like you can see Rick actually 
how, the fact that Rick has to give him the information about how his son died is actually really painful to him, but he gives it to him and they have this frank conversation. Yeah. And it's um, uh, it w- was pretty heartbreaking, actually, to be fair, to, to watch Negan. And then actually the thing that really got me was watching him try to compose himself to then use it as a way to talk to try and talk Rick down. Yeah. Because I thought that Jeffrey Dean Morgan acted that superbly. I think he was he's great when he's not shit showing and uh, Yeah, I mean he's fantastic when he does that, but when he doesn't he's even better. Yeah, I mean Negan's Negan is a complex character, like we said, he's not a governor, he's not a maniac. It's multifaceted. He's got a lot going for him, like him and Rick, you know, in this scene you're supposed to get the interpretation that they are two sides of a coin, but Mm. they're extremely close to each other. John, what did you think about this interaction? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess the problem I have with uh, how Negan feels about Carl, I I struggle to buy into the fact that he cares that much, to be honest. Like, I can understand from a, a, from a, a comic book perspective, it might be different because it's, <coughs> there's more to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are we talking about in terms of actual screen time in the series is i mean it's got to be quite minimal yeah Yeah. i mean they had the whole episode together in the compound they also had the interaction at the fence at the end of heart mid the mid season where there was also a point where carl got through to to negan then and said is this what you wanted is this what you the way you saw the world is this is this everything you want and it actually got to negan and he even says something quite funny at the end of it like damn you carl i thought we're having a fucking moment you little shit that's quite good like so they there's obviously something there, and it's been brewing, uh, but it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, if we were talking about someone that um, had a kid that was a similar age to Carl that died yeah. before it all began, and yeah, but this is what uh, I was going to say. That's or, the only legitimate reason. He had uh, a certain relationship with you know younger members of the Saviors and, and stuff like that. You kind of buy into the fact that he's this sort of I don't know father figure, but. I just don't. I don't think they've shown enough to be able to turn around um, and convince the viewers that a guy that beat um, two of uh, two of the fan favourites of their group to death with a baseball bat, yeah. one in front of a pregnant woman, like, yeah. come on. Yeah, like, I understand what you're you know, saying. Words are lost in the wind. Like, I mean, this is like we're, we're talking about stuff he's actually done. Mm. And for me, uh, I, I, it's the it's, his one eighty is is almost too much. Yeah, and I, I I just think that Negan at this point he saw something in Carl. Like Negan, we get the sense is trying to build this new society, and he, as we've said before in this episode, firmly believes the way he is doing things is the way to run society. Yeah, that people need a structure; they need to be herded like zombies or walkers, in a fact, but to serve the greater good. Yeah. He sees Carl as like a future lieutenant, a future leader of this stuff because he sees the way that Carl is so ballsy and the way that he bowls into his compound, shoots a couple of guys, and then well, Negan doesn't punish that- him. He takes him under his wing a bit and tells him like, "Don't wear that bandage, you know. Show your scars. Do all of these things." So he's trying to like 
groom him for future leadership, <clears throat> yeah. similar to what Rick is doing, you know, but Rick is also his father. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so that's what he sees in him. And that is why, so like, Negan sees more in Carl than he does in any of his other lieutenants that he's got in mm. Simon and Eugene. He looks at Carl and goes, this is a, he's a, he's the future. Mm. He even says it, that kid was the future. Yeah. He even says it earlier, said that kid is the future because that's what he sees in it. Mm. Rick sees it the same way, mm. but just from a fatherly yeah, yeah, more, but, you know. But, but like Rick sees it again from the perspective of a father. And, and look, and to be fair to to, to Jeffrey Dean Morgan and, and to echo uh, what Emma said, um, he acts it excellently. Yeah. Um, and it's not it's not um, uh, to his detriment. I'm not having a go at him. Um, I'm just saying from a character perspective, it's very hard to bind to him seeing so much in Carl in such a very very short space of time. Yeah. Even bearing in mind. The, the very slow uh, uh, progression that the last two seasons has made in reality. Yeah. So, like, some of the episodes have been in the space of, like, 24 hours. Yeah, like, mental. Episodes. So, I don't know. I, 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 I find it hard to believe that he would see anything in Carl in such a short space of time that he, ha- he, he wouldn't have seen in a community of, what, thousands and thousands of people were assuming so, at yeah. this point. So... All in all, an episode that the three of us actually unanimously enjoyed. Mm. Yeah. Which is, doesn't happen very often at all. Yeah. Uh, so, well done, Walking Dead. Well done, Gimple. Um, no, not that mean? far. Don't go that far. I mean, he's driven the series <laughs> yes. into a ground. I mean, you know, but... I just yeah. wanted to get a rise out of you. It's just really yeah, fun. Um, oh. Predictions <laughs> and forecasts for next week. Len, where do you think this is going to go? Um, so, I've seen the teaser trailer. Mm. Um, but. Easy. Um, I think we're going to hopefully see more fallout from uh, Simon's, you know, misadventure at the dump. Um, sounds like a <laughs> <laughs> good Sunday morning, that, you know, yeah, take yeah. everything down there. Um, so I'm hoping we hit, see a bit more fallout from that. We're obviously hopefully going to catch up with the group um, who are on the way to the hilltop that Daryl is leading and, and that'll be really interesting. Um, I have a feeling from the trailer that uh, Father Gabriel is going to have a major part to play in next week's episode, uh, which is fine because his character has evolved um, uh, to a decent point at this stage and I actually care about uh, sort of what's going on with him, whereas I didn't give a shit two seasons ago, but now care a little bit more. So yeah, I'm hoping all that stuff happens and I'm hoping that um, Rick starts, you know, stop being super kill man and sort of starts mellowing a little bit and, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. John, what about you? Uh, I think Gabriel was going to die, to be honest. Well, he nice. was feverish, he wasn't he? He in a bad way in that trailer. Yeah. Um, I think he got bit. He would have uh, turned already, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's only been about 30 minutes since yeah. we last saw him. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, look at... Oh, no, well, Carl killed himself, didn't he? Yeah. Um, well, he's probably not bit, but he's probably got like... An infection or mm, something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's an interesting point in the to come on to there with if, if Gabriel did get infected by the zombie guts that they all covered themselves in, mm. for example. Very interesting that's not happened to any of our characters at this point. And also yeah. to say, because they've done it several times, and also to say that feeds into an interesting part in the comics, which I hope uh, will be explored later this season, because it is very contentious. And contagious. And contagious. That sounds uh, pretty intriguing. And when we stop recording, I might ask you in more detail about that bit of the comics. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. warning. Off camera. Um, I don't think it's a bad shout, actually, that um, Father Gabriel might cark it next episode. Um, I What I hope for next week is that we see some more 
bloody gutsy zombies. I really enjoyed that. Like some yeah. real zombie fighting and some, you know, head yeah, yeah. smashing shit. Mm. And more Negan. Because he's great. And I, yeah, that yeah. for me is the highlight of season eight. Yeah. Um, but overall, we're um, we're on the up. Yay! Yay! Uh, that's it from us today on The Walking Dead. Join us again next week to listen to our thoughts on episode 11. We're almost halfway through the second half of the season by that point. Um, if you've enjoyed listening to our ramblings on, please do subscribe to us on iTunes, podcast apps, and our website, fancritical.com. We can mm. also be found on Instagram at fan underscore critical uh, or on Twitter at fancriticalpod. Thank you very much this evening to John. Farewell. Len. Cheers, guys. And it's good night from me, Emma, your host. See you later. Bye.